0: Hey guys, this is King Savage here, and I am accompanied by my beautiful fiance. What's up, y'all? Her name is...
1: Tita J. Gill,
0: And you guys can find us on TikTok, also, at uh, KingMazeA296.
1: And at Gill.
0: That's G-I-L for the people that... Uh, wanted to know so this podcast is going to be talking about real life situations that we have been in that have not been so fun yeah they've not been fun at all we're also going to be talking about how to deal how to cope with anxiety and depression which we both suffer from Uh, we're also going to be talking about real stories from our lives and if you want your story to be heard on this podcast, then please send us a DM on Instagram or TikTok. We're mostly on TikTok, so send us a DM on there and we will personally put your story into our live on here, okay? Um, So, Tita... Give them an introduction to yourself.
1: Alright, so my name is Tita. I am 24 years old. I am from Texas. And I am pretty open-minded. At least I try to be. Aside from that, uh, favorite color is purple. I eat a lot of pizza and I'm currently on my weight loss. Uh, I have a really good ear. So if you guys just need to talk, let me know. I'm your girl. But yeah. What about you? Oh,
0: man. I don't think they want to know about me. My name is Malik Mays. I was born in Oklahoma, raised in California. So I'm a California uh, guy. California
1: boy.
0: And um, I'm 24 years old also. I'm actually older than Tinta by 10 days. Yeah, by 10 days. She's actually six, if you guys can believe that. She was born on February 29th. So she's a leap year baby.
1: I am a leap year baby. And just one quick pause. We do have a TikToker by the name That Kid on TikTok saying hello. So, hello.
0: Hello, That Kid on TikTok. Um, A little bit more background about myself. Um, I love Mexican food, I love cars. I love to see them, drive them, work on them. Um,
1: He's teaching me how to work on cars, yes, too. Yes, I am. And I it's don't a know process. Anything. It is a process.
0: I am blind, legally blind in my right eye. Yep. And I also love dogs. We have two dogs, one named Mocha and one named Nipsey. After Nipsey Hussle, may he rest in peace um that's it about myself i mean we'll get into some more background once we start taking off with the stories from our past
1: Ooh. do you want to
0: go first
1: actually no i would not like to go first but i do have a question for you what's up what is a phobia of yours oh god mm, i want to know what is the phobia
0: Oh my God! Okay, so I'm not afraid of bugs. I just hate them. <laughs> <You're crying. laughs> I swear, I the most, the one bug that I hate more than anything is mosquitoes. Oh, God. I absolutely despise mosquitoes. I hate wasp. What about you?
1: Oh, So going on to first story, clowns. I hate clowns so much. Uh background, when I was about five years old, Ronald McDonald's was at a Walmart trying to give kids... Ooh, 420! Puff Puff blazing. Ooh, sorry. Recording. Um, yeah, no, there was a clown. Creepy clown. Creepy clowns. Just creepy clowns and not okay, and I freaking hate clowns, and he once dressed himself as a clown to scare a friend is that correct
0: yes i did oh god and i chased her around school
1: that he did it was intense now i grew up in texas so i was nowhere near this kid when he was doing these things but every story that he tells me from school both makes me respect him and want to slap him at the same time just like a little pop on the forehead right there because Tell them about um, Timber.
0: Oh, God. Okay, so there was this girl. She was my stalker. I absolutely loathed her. I despised her. She sent me 500 text messages in one day.
1: That's insane. Back to back. In one day.
0: Like she had nothing else to do, just texting me all day long. So there was one day when me and my friends were walking down the stairs behind our school and we saw her and she ended up tripping and she fell and all I yelled was timber (laughs) Mm. but I have a question for you Tita what's up what is your number one fear in life
1: Mm, drowning 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 and driving oh don't get me started on driving I hate driving you see I'm from I'm from Austin where everybody's very chill over there and I moved to California to be next to Boothang cause I love him and um driving in California is chaotic like one second they're they're, they're right here and then they go onto your lane and you're like the hell just happened It is not okay.
0: So, the other thing that I like is that California... Yes, California is uh, crazy when driving. (laughs) But it's not that crazy. It's not that bad once you get the hang of it. You know? But one of my number one fears is... Well, one of my number one fears is uh, not being able to protect my family
1: oh lord that one's a big one that one is a big one but I mean honestly I feel like I feel like fear from coming down to protecting your family is such a like rational fear because you can't protect them from everything so like I get that and it's terrifying
0: yeah and it's like it, it stems from me not being there when uh when my cousin when my cousin got shot like I, I had I had been in Oklahoma for like I don't know three months when I was younger and after those three months I had to come back to California and I found out that he died like he got shot, and it just sucked. It it really sucked. But that's where it stems from. And now that I'm of the age, and I'm a, and I'm smart enough to know how to handle certain things, this is when it comes into into uh, into play where I can protect my family. That's the number one thing that I do, and I love to.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Protecting the family is definitely a fear that everyone should have. But like you told me, when it comes down to fear, we cannot let it control us. We have to contain it. Yeah. Only and learn how to not just live with it, but actually have it be submissive to us.
0: That is true. That is very true. So what is the number one thing that you are the most proud of that you've done in your life?
1: Oh my God, sounds very cheesy, but um, I remember when I was younger, my little brothers, I ha- so I'm the oldest out of seven. I have a lot of siblings and I say seven because we don't really know how many there are of us. But I'm the oldest, and I have two of them that live with us and everything Um, Antonio and Paulino. When they were five and six years old, I think I had just graduated high school, they came up to me and they told me, Tita, I want to go to college just like you are going to college. And they told me that same day, the five year old said, I want to go to UCLA. And the six-year-old told me, I want to go to UT just like you. And let me tell you, just hearing someone that you literally helped raise tell you that their number one dream from the the age of five and six is to go to all of these badass colleges and, like, actually want to do something with their lives. And for them to still be showing it throughout their lives right now is just such a proud moment feeling right there that is it was amazing and I really enjoyed it
0: So we both have a very big family yes, do. so I have nine eight siblings nine including myself and of the big four of us but uh, Tony Brian, Courtney, Courtney, Byron. So, of the five. big five of us, mm-hmm. I'm the baby, and I'm he also is. the biggest out of all of us. So, out of them, uh, the number one thing that I was most proud of was, well, my brother Tony getting out of jail and becoming a professional boxer. That was a huge achievement. That I am so proud of him for. I'm also proud of myself because I am an Eagle Scout. Which only 1 million kids in the, in the world. So there's, I think that, I think they said there's like 9 or 6 trillion people in the world. So 1 million people have earned the title Eagle Scout. I also did uh, police explorers when I was younger. I also did ROTC when I was in high school. <laughs> Jesus, and I, I got. We actually uh, have
1: his stuff hanging up there on the wall. Yeah, I'm trying to get him Back a. Um,
0: so I a scarf did. I did a um, a lot of things when I was a, in Boy Scouts, and I did a lot of things when I was in ROTC, but. Out of those two, the one thing that I'm the most proud of is ROTC. When I um, became a second lieutenant, that was my dream just to become an officer. That was it. What what sibling would you say that you mirror the most? Or mirrors you the most?
1: See, that's, I feel like that's kind of like a little bit of a, hey, how are you, little shank? Um, sorry for that cut. Um, that's a little bit of a trick question for me because for me personally, I feel like all of my little brothers and I, cause there's the five main ones, there's myself and my four younger brothers. Um, we kind of just, we have so many similarities that it feels like we're all just a reflection of each other that's, like, slightly obscure. We're almost like the hall of uh, mirrors inside of the carnivals. Okay. So slightly different, but also at the, the same time very uh, much alike. hmm But I'm guessing someone that acts 100% like me, that would either probably be Jay or Nonis.
0: See, I think Nonis mirrors me more.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. Like, he used to mirror me a lot.
0: But now that he's got an that, older brother, he got an old, got an older brother, exactly. he's started to mirror me more. Yeah. Okay. I can take that.
1: I think so it's pretty cool.
0: What parent? I, I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna go back to answering that question. But what parent do you mirror the most? Your mom or your dad, or your stepmom?
1: Can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. My grandma. Your grandma? My grandma. What about
0: you? Well, oh, she's she is your parent. I uh, looks I look dead alike like my dad.
1: Oh, same here. I know. But no.
0: mir- but attitude and personality wise, I mirror my mom, my mom and Courtney, my oldest sister. I mirror them a lot more.
1: We did notice that, in fact, my little brothers are going back to school next week.
0: And the sibling that I believe that I mirror the most would... Tony? Probably be Tony. It it would either be between Tony and Courtney. I feel like you have
1: a little bit of both of them. Like, you have the fight that both of them have. You're pretty much as stubborn as Courtney can be. But thank God you don't have a smidget of what the other ones have. Well,
0: Byron wasn't even that bad. Byron is my, Byron is the one that's No, I'm talking about
1: troublemaking. Oh. (laughs) Climbing the roof? Well,
0: (laughs) well, see, now listen. (laughs) I am actually a troublemaker just like they were. I didn't get into the type of trouble that they got into, but I also watched them. And I sometimes I mirrored the same thing that they <laughs> did. I wasn't out there like them. I wasn't selling drugs. I wasn't getting into. I wasn't going to jail and shit like word that. Don't
1: the here. We're live. And
0: I. I wasn't going to jail. I wasn't going. I wasn't slinging las drogas. So you know. It was. It's Thanks, just. Thanks,
1: Shank. Appreciate.
0: I believe that I do mirror Tony and Courtney the most.
1: Yeah. Okay. Question added on to that. And I'm sorry if I interrupted you in any way. No. Knowing who we feel we mirror the most. Who do you think Ocean is going to mirror?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Because he has a lot of different... Like, who do you think our kids are going to be?
0: Ocean... I believe that he's going to mirror me. Because th- if you think about it, he's already getting into a lot of stuff. And he's already learning a lot. Yeah. So, he's ar- and he's already crawling and he's 11 months old. And he's just as talkative as any baby could be. So, I think he's going to mirror me more. Personality and... Um, Mindset-wise, he's going to probably mirror Courtney, but actions, he's probably going to mirror me.
1: Yeah, no, I see that. I see that a lot.
0: Our kids.
1: They've got a handful. The
0: boys, I believe that they're going to mirror you. Really? The girls, I think they're going to mirror me.
1: You really think that? Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of see that because...
0: Boys usually take after their moms. ...girls usually take after their dads.
1: Ooh, I don't like hearing that, man. In, mo-
0: in most cases, like eight times out of ten.
1: Ew, I look like my father and now I act like him? That's I never said you gross. acted like him.
0: But, you know, <laughs> I don't... I, I don't mirror my dad.
1: No, you don't.
0: My two baby sisters mirror my dad. <sighs> I mirror my mom. Tony and Brian mirror their mom and their dad and my dad. So that's how I feel.
1: No, I, I feel that. That I think that actually makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it's also gonna be because we're very um
0: we're very observant. outgoing and very observant and we want them to understand that this this life is not going to be something that is just given you know I mean, we, gave well, it it's, to we, we gave it to them but God it's it not going to be something that it's not going to be a bunch of handouts
1: yeah no exactly um we, we still don't know exactly what we're going to be doing because we have such different views on some stuff but well, we have the same views on most of the stuff but we have different ways of going about them So we're trying to figure out compromises.
0: Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes it's just taking the path that's taking the path with least resistance.
1: Yeah. So it's not you're gonna go against if
0: if you're in a flowing river, you're not going to you're gonna walk slower going against it rather than walking the other way. Yeah, it's like
1: whenever they tell you that if there's a crash, run. Towards it, not away away from it. Because at least that way you can see what's going at you. Exactly. Which is kind of like telling you, hey, defensive, but don't keep them in a bubble. And I've had a really difficult time with that because I grew up without a dad and uh, not having him there meant that I had to grow up very fast and I'm not mad about that at all I absolutely love the fact that that, that's my experience Um, But same
0: here girl, same here
1: (laughs) I think that's the same as pretty much anyone hey mom
0: so the other thing that I wanted to ask you is um, hi Becca where where do you grab your strength from what parent do you grab your strength from?
1: Ooh, for sure, my mom. Your mom? My mom. Yeah, no, my mom is an amazing mom. She. Hi, Becca. How are you? Um, sorry, we're also on live right now, so we're. It's weird. Uh, my mom's definitely the strongest person I've ever met in my entire life. But honestly, I feel the same way towards pretty much any mother. But when it comes to my mom, like this woman had me at the age of 17, and she still had four kids after that. And my dad left us when we were 11. Well, not when we were 11, but when I was 11. So this woman at one point had three jobs, was taking care of us, cooking, making sure that she stayed afloat so that we could stay afloat.
0: How do you say it in Spanish? Uh, Como se dice, um, fucking queen.
1: Oh, we'd say uh, reina. Reina means queen
0: that's a queen right there
1: yeah no my mom's a she's deserves everything honest
0: there's very few moms that would have done what she did for you guys and i can see that my mom raised me by my by herself Mm -hmm. and i know that they don't i know that they say that a woman can't raise a a boy to be a man but in my case that was in my mom raised me to be the man that i am I didn't learn it. Fr- I didn't learn how to be a man from my father. I didn't learn how to be a man from uh, my stepdad. I learned how to be a man because hey, my nonis. mom took care of everything, and she showed me the responsibility of being a man. And that's what I want to do. For I want to break that cycle of, you know, the when it comes to uh, African American culture the man uh, abandons his family.
1: You know, but it's not just in that culture.
0: I, oh, okay. Well, I should I should point it out. I should say American culture.
1: I think it's just, it's a very highly publicized when it comes to African Americans, because... That's where oh, we get it from. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it sucks, because it's not just African American culture, it's also in Hispanic culture, and we, it's honestly just everywhere it's not just in America people do it in Mexico as well There's, it's, it's everywhere it's just that I am a firm be, firm believe, believer that if you do not communicate you're a believer, with, believer I love Justin Bieber anyways um, believer that if you don't communicate with the person that you are with you cannot figure out the problems you guys are having if you're having any of them and I think people just let their emotions get the best of them sometimes. And that's where all the fight starts. Sometimes it's just because they're not the right person for you.
0: I agree. But and you have that's different I, views? No. No? No. Really? I, agree I
1: thought
0: 100%. you would have said something different. I agree 100%. That's... It's it all it all just goes back to how we were raised and most of the people in our generation want to make a difference. Yep. They want to make a difference, but sometimes you get those oddballs out of the bunch that still follow in the same steps as the generation before us. And it's and it sucks, you know, because then you have kids like us who actually want to do something right. And then you have those other oddballs that still mirror those uh, emotions and those feelings and those attributes of the generation before us. And they turn it around and make it play into their own life. And then that's where the statistic falls in. It's just, it's it's the same thing as the statistic of usually black men don't uh, live past the age of 18.
1: Yep. That's another sad one. I'm
0: glad I live past the age of 18. Jesus. I am. But the the person who I think is the strongest is probably my mom.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause, Courtney. Uh, Courtney also. Because <clears throat> she was she was 14 years older than me so when my mom had me she was already learning how to do everything like yeah. becoming a mom and stuff like that and I believe that Courtney is my second mom
1: I think that's the same situation that I have with my younger brother cause my mom I was 14 when he was born
0: Nonis or nonis, Yeos?
1: Nonis I was 14 and it's such a blessing at least in my point of view it was having that little my, my two younger ones because uh I was 13 when Yeos was born and I was 14 when Nonis was born and the fact that when I got to choose Yeos's middle name was amazing for me because I I'm literally a part of his identity in a way And then with he just my mom, at that point, she was having to work constantly. She would stay home until I would get home from school and then she would go to work. And oftentimes she would have to leave the little ones um, at a neighbor's house and they would have to drop them off for me when I would get home. So we were literally tag teaming it. Moms are amazing, honestly. I mean not the dads aren't bad (laughs) but I'm sorry not the dads are bad
0: but also my mom she this is why I say that black parents African American parents and Hispanic parents are the same because we rarely ever leave our kids with someone yep my mom only left me my mom left me with my, when I was younger, I had two other friends, Dion and Cortland. So my mom used to leave me with their mom. That's because we were like, all the, the three of us. Had each of our birthdays in a month of each other. So (laughs) Dion was December 27th, Cortland was January 19th, and I was February 19th.
1: Is this the same kid whose binky you took out of his mouth? Yes,
0: Dion. Story for
1: another day.
0: Story for another day. (laughs) So that's the. That's a stereotype that I also believe that it should still be in in play because uh, thinking about it now all the things that we see on social media and all of the disgusting acts that people are making with kids and stuff like that it it it, it just brings me back to uh, I don't want to leave my kids with anybody else except for me I'll, I'll call off of work and stay home rather than leave my kids with someone I barely know and that's why I don't I, I don't want a babysitter
1: No, I don't think we should. How can I send it? You cannot send pictures on TikTok. I'm sorry. Just send them to the phone. I'll get them on my phone. I mean, okay. Okay. Uh, Keep going.
0: And also the think about experiment what do you think about experimenting with kids like how do you think that they should grow up experimenting with different things like we used to have to experiment
1: when you first said experimenting with kids you scared me
0: no not like that it was (laughs) like uh, the question is experimentation like everything that we used to do when we were in high school what do you think about it
1: like my pastimes Hobbies?
0: Some something like that, like
1: or you mean things that I would go out and try?
0: Things that you would go out and try. So like weed. Yeah.
1: Oh. Um, oh, like when would be a good time for them to start?
0: Yeah, because we already know that they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm sorry, mom, I know you're out there, but um yeah, things are gonna happen, dude. You I just want them to come and tell me. Like, I don't want them to like be like, Hey mom, I'm planning on going to go smoke weed right now with my friend. Uh, you cool with it? And they're like 14. Like, no, obviously, I'm not. I'd rather you wait until you're at least like 18. Because I want them to be able to develop everything as much as possible. And that's when I started to smoke. When I was 18. See, See my, so first, it, like, time aligns with my me.
0: first time ever smoking was 16.
1: But, like, if they tell me that, if they go out and they do it and they don't tell me beforehand and they tell me. Yeah. I just want you to tell me about it, essentially. Like, I don't care if you're doing, if you tell me beforehand or if you tell me afterwards. I just want you to be open with me about it.
0: Okay, so in that situation, what would you say?
1: Like, they came up to me and they told me, hey, mom, like, I did X, Y, and Z. They're, like, 14, 15. I'd be like, okay, well, how is the other person Depending on the situation, if there was somebody else involved. Um, How are you? Are you feeling okay? Did you...
0: Well, the the thing that I was getting at was the... um, How would you handle that situation of your son or daughter coming up to you and saying, Hey mom, uh, I'm going to go out to the park and smoke weed with my friend from school. Would you uh, the uh, the way that I would say I would deal no, with don't it go is to the park. don't go to the park. Just stay here. Tell them to come over to the house. Yeah, and exactly. Go in the backyard and do it. Don't go out somewhere where you. Why can, you we, are? One, you're too young. You're for exactly.
1: It. You're way too young for it.
0: And then two, if you go out and a cop rolls by. One because you're young. You're you're young. Mm -hmm. A cop rolls by. You go to jail. Exactly. And your friend could also go to jail. And this is also where the
1: race uh, race 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 car comes in. Because I mean I don't know if you can tell. You probably can since it's just audio for you. But I am Hispanic and my fiance is African American.
0: So if your friend is white. And I'm, I'm not racist in any way. I'm just talking about the privilege, what and has how been we shown have to, to us. and how, how everything has happened in our lives when what we've experienced. So in my experiences, the black kid always gets something worse than the white kid. The white kid will get a warning and the black kid will go to jail. Or the Hispanic kid will go to jail. So
1: And in my child's case, it's a double jeopardy because he is... I would say just
0: bring them over here, smoke in the backyard, do what you got to do. We'll talk about it later.
1: Yeah, but honestly, when it comes down to that as well, I don't want him to just... Him or her, because boys and girls are both equally stupid at one point in time. Um, I don't want them to be talking to their friends about oh just bring it over to my house no this is a one-time deal type situation unless we know your friends i don't want them at my house sparking up or anything like that i want you to be safe and i want your friends to be safe but it doesn't mean that my house now becomes the fun house The fun house exactly
0: what about um harder things because I know we've both had family members and people that have been close to us that have dealt with addiction.
1: Yep. So um,
0: what about the harder things? What would you say if your child is starting to exhibit signs of addiction towards harder uh, drugs?
1: Um, I don't know what I would do. I don't. Because I know what it feels like from... Like seeing my cousin go through it. And my sister go through it. But...
0: What was your sister on? If you don't mind me asking.
1: I think she was starting to mix... Alcohol. And... Pills? Yeah. That.
0: Is it that... That's one of those things where... You know... It's not okay but you still do it in order to get that euphoric sense Mm -hmm. you know so
1: look at nonis
0: oh my god he got bangs
1: he got all the bangs so yeah i just saw it nonis
0: so what how would you respond to them find to you finding out that they're on something harder
1: i'd be so scared I would definitely be relying on you for that obviously find them help but ask them if they're okay in that point and never ever take them on their word at that point because I'm sorry for the time being the only thing that I care about is your health and I don't trust you so I'm gonna have to find a way to help you out and not lose your trust even though you've already lost mine but you are my child so... but I also don't know
0: It's it 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 is a hard question to answer because you've never actually dealt with it until you've dealt with it. Exactly. So the one thing that I would say is, you know, okay, what did you do to get it? Who did you buy it from? What did you take? Uh, How are you? First of
1: all, is it real or not? Because if it's not real, we need to get them like actual clinical health sometimes these things are not the real thing uh,
0: yeah because now what they're doing is you already know this because mm-hmm. I told you in the past exactly. they're starting to mix fet- the deadly drug called fentanyl with most of the things and it looks like um, meth coke, heroin, stuff like that and that's what's killing people kids
1: don't say those words on TikTok live. And now I still What are me.
0: And so... That's what I... That's what I would be mostly worried about. Is where did you get it from? What is it that you took? So that I can... Deduce the possibilities of it actually being... Of what it could actually be. Yeah. You know? And... Personally, I want them to be open and tell me, you know, hey, I did this, this, and this, and this, and this is what happened. So what can we do? Okay, well, first you're going to the hospital. They're going to put you on a uh, drip to get it out of your system, Mm -hmm. one and you're probably going to have to go to rehab. Yeah. And from now, and f- when you get out of rehab, you're going to be taking a piss test. Yep. Now, whether I have to pay for a laboratory to get your blood from you so that I know, or whether you just take the piss test and be honest with me, then that's what it's going to be. But know that if you come up hot, then we'll have to go for a different... We'll have to go to stricter, harsher measures.
1: Oh, I agree. I 100% agree with that. And I am honestly very shocked that you think that way. Because you've always been more... Um you know, seize the day kind of person, at least that's the personality that I
0: with certain things like the um psychedelics, um, um weed stuff like that. Yeah. I'm very open minded about it. But once you start to get into the pills, the powders, the syringes and stuff like that, I can That's I, a I, My mm-hmm. my brother Brian is still dealing with his addiction. Yeah, and it sucks because he was a golden gloves winner, amateur boxer. Yeah, and you see where it went from him being up here on a, on the highest pedestal to him just tanking to where he took his where he where his life went.
1: Yeah, and, and it's terrifying how to think of that. We're so. Our children.
0: <laughs> How did your parents separating affect you?
1: You know, that's actually a really nice question for you to ask because I've never spoken about it. But before we continue on with that story, we're going to take a quick small break. We're not going to stop the recording because we're going to keep it going. But I wanted to talk to my TikTok followers that are over here on the live. Um, If you guys want to ask any questions, Feel free to ask it if you guys can do me one quick favor. Every couple of uh, minutes, if you guys can just tap the screen, tap the screen, keep tapping the screen, it'll get us on the For You page, which means that we can get more people in here to keep the conversation going. Uh, thank you, and we're going to go ahead and go back to the question you said
0: How did your parents' separation affect you?
1: It was a doozy if i'm being honest
0: for you or for your mom
1: i think for everyone i don't know how everyone handled it i mean i was very young when it happened i think yeah it was 11 years old when it happened and um at that point my dad was living with one of his friends i think his name was ray or something like that um and We would see him every once in a while, but I was also getting to the age where I just didn't want to see him because he had hurt us so much. And for the longest, I was very resentful towards my father. So I feel like it changed me in a horrendous way. I honestly believe that my dad leaving was would cost my anxiety and would allowed me to just say, well, it's not my fault. I have dad issues. Anytime that I would do something messed up. So it kind of like I allowed it to enable that toxic relationship that I was having with anyone. And it was nice to get it off my chest. Oh, I think I've seen that movie. Is it on Netflix? It's really cool. But I know you had a difficult time with yours.
0: The how it went down was it was March 1st I had seen my dad before I had went to school and he had said that he loved me and then I went to my mom had dropped me off at school, my mom worked at my school, she was in mm-hmm. the PTA mm-hmm. so
1: P-T-A. PTA. yeah she was a
0: PTA mom Love so it. all I remember was being in my classroom and my mom's friend. I still remember it was it was my mom's friend, Miss Josie. She had came and got me out of my classroom and she took me to go get some pizza. And then she had taken me home and my mom was just sitting in that black chair that we have downstairs the one that's sitting right by yeah that one so she was sitting in that chair Yeah, and she was crying and I was and I just walked up to her and I was like mom what's going on and she was like well Malik your dad left and I was like wait what like when is he coming back did he just go on a trip or something and she was like no I don't think he's coming back and so that's where it was. That's what it was. I just... That was the moment where I started to realize the um, that I no longer have a dad. Almost. Yeah. And after that... I just remember, I remember going to therapy and uh, going to ther. My mom paid for therapy and all we did in therapy was play games.
1: <laughs> I remember those therapy sessions. Just,
0: just to take my mind off of the whole situation. And yeah. that's what they geared child therapy toward. And even, I even went to therapy in, when I was in school and all we did in there was play games
1: sometimes that's all you need though it's, it's like a
0: it's a certain type of therapy like now like our therapies when we were younger were talking to people and talking about our problems and now there's so many different types of therapy like my personal therapy is ink therapy I love getting tattoos because it takes away all of the pain you feel pain when you're getting the tattoo but it slowly starts to leak away sleep yeah it slowly starts to become numb yeah almost
1: i've never gotten a tattoo so i don't know what that feels like
0: it's very addictive tattoos are very addictive Ooh. And um
1: <laughs> thank you, Nunise.
0: So, when did When did you what was your most traumatic experience
1: in life? Probably, see, I don't know most traumatic experience.
0: The moment where you like, feared for your
1: life. I didn't really fear for my life. It was more like for my soul. Because I remember I went to go. we were going to the pool with my little brothers and I told you the story. Mm -hmm. And I turned away for like a second or two and my little brother was like in the pool. Mm Mm-hmm and I just I couldn't deal with it after that I just couldn't I didn't want to go to pools anymore and since then I uh my little brother is okay just so you guys know he didn't nothing happened to him but um he uh yeah no it was horrifying I didn't want to I just didn't want to be anywhere near pools anymore
0: I think my most traumatic experience was uh almost dying on the operating table yeah
1: I mean you've had many of those yeah I've had many of those
0: but the most dramatic one was almost dying on the operating table when I got my tonsils taken out
1: did they leave you there until you were like blue?
0: no no I, I stopped breathing and my heart stopped and they got me back obviously
1: you're right here yeah live to tell the tale
0: and I, from that moment like I always said like that moment was the defining moment of I'm no longer going to live my life afraid and I'm gonna do go out and do everything that I've ever wanted to do and then after that I just... Started being more risky, risk take, more risk taking, and more um, open minded to everything. And, um, yeah, it, it, that was the defining moment. Um, what What was your first fight?
1: My first fight? Physical fight. Oh, so... (laughs) Probably that little wench, my little cousin. Ah,
0: the steel pipe?
1: (laughs) The steel pipe. I don't think my mom ever forgave me for that. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, so... My little cousin had thrown a stapler at my little brother, the second oldest, and nicked him and i was pissed so i grabbed a steel pipe and i smacked her upside the head.
0: my first fight was in uh elementary school
1: it wasn't binkies for babies no no that
0: wasn't a physical fight my first physical fight was in school in fifth grade i had it was we were going on spring break and i had this dude was talking about my mom and
1: at that point I was
0: like I was like nah you ain't gonna get away with that so we had decided to meet in the bathroom as usual and we just started chunking them right then and there in the bathroom (laughs) and so we never actually decided like who won Like, nobody was there to decide it, and so the only reason why I got caught was because one of my friends, my mom had sent one of my friends to go look for me, and they found me in the bathroom, uh, (laughs) vomiting in the toilet, because of the adrenaline and shit like that, so, yeah.
1: Oh my god. So, we have a question from a uh, TikToker. It says, which cousin?
0: Which cousin?
1: I'm wondering what cousin I struck with a steel pipe. Ah. Ah. Don't tell anyone. You guys weren't even supposed to know about this one. But, let's just say it is the cousin from our... Um, this was our cousin from not the one with the bunch of babies but the one with the least amount of babies I can't say their names on here because I don't want mom to know who it was
0: (laughs) oh man what was the most trouble you got in in school I forgot and what was it for
1: I forgot to turn in the
0: book. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> huh?
1: I'm
0: thinking of oh, you know, I did something that got me suspended or expelled no. or something like that. Jesus,
1: <laughs> I you forgot, forgot to turn, turn in the book. book. <laughs> okay. But see, the thing is, like, I told them that I lost it, and they didn't. I just really want the book. I really wanted the book, so I kept the book. Said that I had lost it. It was cheaper to say that I lost the book than I would have to pay for the book because, tea, like, libraries they only pay like 25% of the book. So this means that I was just getting myself a book and I was still paying for it, but I only paid five bucks for it. So there you go.
0: Capitalism, that is
1: <coughs> Oh my god, okay 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 less tight subject let's take it to the lighter side okay um what did you think of your first cell phone
0: (laughs) oh man i had one of those virgin mobile phones
1: oh morgan's here hey girl
0: morgan we are on a pot we are doing our first podcast and I'm glad that you are a part of it. Yes, I So, am. um, one of the, what was the question?
1: Um, uh, what did you think of your very first cell phone?
0: Oh my God. I had one of those Virgin Mobile <laughs> flip phones. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It was a uh, GoPhone by AT&T. <laughs> and it was like, it was kind of like the old school Nokia phone. You remember?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And my mom was like, you know, Malik, it's it's 50 cents to send a text message, and it's 10 cents to call per minute. So she was like, if you got to call someone, write that prepaid life. (laughs) (laughs) So she said it's 50 cents to send a text, and it's 10 cents a minute to call. So if you need something, call. And so I was like, okay, so the only person that I actually called on that phone was my mom.
1: See, I feel so bad now because I was complaining about how, oh yeah, blah, 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 my life, my life, but I didn't have limitations like that on my cell phone. My yeah. first cell phone was a Motorola razor. It was in hot pink and I loved that shit um, and I had unlimited talk and text.
0: See that? See, I didn't get my first unlimited talk text phone until I was in middle school. Yeah, and that was that was a uh, the Sprint Rumor. It's the side flip phone with the keyboard on the side of it. Yeah, I used to
1: have one of those. You remember the story of the of Yeos? Yeah, (laughs) and so.
0: I've always wanted to, uh, I always wanted a phone plan like that.
1: (laughs) Now I feel bad because I'm always telling him, like, you middle class child, you, you good child, family lawyer child.
0: When I was in middle school, those were the cool kids.
1: (laughs) I was a cool kid! What?
0: See... That was my phone. The rumor was my shit. I like that phone. But it got stolen by this girl in middle school. Oh, my God. And she broke it and threw it on top of the auditorium.
1: You know, I feel like every single 2000... Like, late 90s, early 2000s, baby, has a story of a middle school stealing something. Well...
0: Guys, this is the end of our podcast. Again, if you want your stories to be featured on our podcast, please send them to our TikToks. Uh, Her TikTok is titha.j.gill. My TikTok is king underscore maze 8296.
1: The way that you can also do it oh no no we're still gonna be on the live for a while don't worry about it um so the podcast has come to an end but if you guys have anything that you want to have us talk about on the podcast just go to our most recent tiktoks um and comment it on there that way we have it for later we will be keeping the live going for a couple more minutes probably what 30 maybe an hour i don't know uh, but yeah, thank you for coming to the podcast.
0: This is Savage Talk, and we are out. Bye. So, hello, guys. This is Malik. Your and favorite and friendly host, and I am accompanied here by my beautiful fiance, and her name is
1: D. J. Gill.
0: And this is Savage Talk. This week, we are going to be talking about systemic racism. What is systemic racism?
1: That's a that's a very cute segue, my little my, my little baby. You you're just like Paul Blart with that like whew, transition
0: oh you're saying Paul Bart because I'm fat
1: uh, no not necessarily
0: so <laughs> what is systemic racism
1: uh, so from what I gathered from what was brought to me through my research um, it said that systemic racism was um, basically things put in place by authority or higher you know higher ups to create injustices towards not just black people but people of color um and i have uh, quite a bit of examples if you want to hear about them
0: i would like to hear about them so what are some of your examples
1: so some of the examples that i have are things like um, way back when, in the 50s, um, they had the whole segregation thing where um, black people and literally any person of color that was not Caucasian um, would have to do things separately from them. And it even affected them in school. Like we learned about a very famous one when we were in high school called The Little Rock Nine. So that's some of it. Um, another example that so we have been facing nowadays is um the citizenship test for immigrants that's actually set for them to fail because if you take a look at the questions and some of the questions that i had seen on there was uh, um things that even i don't know like it's stuff that i should know it's so mundane we should know about it but we don't and some of the things that i had seen on there was like um What does the stripes on the flag mean? And uh, what is it that, well, there was a couple of them that I had seen that I thought it was completely outrageous. Like, um, what was the first seven, can you name three out of the 13 colonies? And like, I can't even answer those questions. And there were so many other ones. Um, I'll even pull it up if you guys want to actually look at it or hear me talk about them but it was insane
0: for those of you guys who don't know the Little Rock 9 just going back to what Dita uh, was talking about mm-hmm. the Little Rock 9 were 9 uh, um, uh, black people who wanted to attend a college in Little Rock but they were being blocked by the governor of Arkansas. The president, uh, president uh, I believe it was President Kennedy, who, it was either Kennedy or Lyndon Baines Johnson, uh, who ordered that the National Guard escort the Little Rock Nine into the school. So that was the first time that schools had been desegregated in US history.
1: Hey Morgan. <laughs>
0: so what what are the some what are some of the questions on the citizenship test? Mm-hmm. You said that they're very mundane and they're questions like what are the 13 colonies mm-hmm. and uh what do the stripes mean on the american flag mm-hmm.
1: what do the stars mean it it's very it, it's things that we learned when we were in like elementary school and middle school Uh-huh. and it's things that we as citizens should know like i have them pulled up over here they have something it says um the first question is what is the supreme law of the land and uh I, it gives me the answer it says it's the constitution but like even I'm stupid enough that I didn't know that like
0: so what do you think is more uh, what, the question that I'm trying to ask is what do you think holds people back from getting their citizenship is it the questions or is it the price of the citizenship
1: I think it's a little bit of both of them being honest with you.
0: Well, I mean the pr- the questions are being are easy to find, so I would think personally I would think that it would be the price of getting the citizenship test because you need to get a lawyer, you have to process a whole bunch of fees yep. for the card and everything else.
1: Yeah, you do have to do all of that, and that all and in it's of tens itself of thousands hard. of
0: dollars rather than just taking a simple test
1: yeah but you also have to think about it most of these people they also have the fact that they came in here illegally Mm -hmm. so they're already having a difficult time because of that they could get arrested at any given point and then deported and that automatically excludes you from being able to get your citizenship so they could go the the legal route but that like you said takes a lot of time you do have to spend a lot of money so it
0: takes years to mm-hmm. get your citizenship
1: so imagine having to deal with all of that and having to deal with your family like most of these people are people that are a lot older than I am that have kids to worry about they don't have the time thousands to be... and
0: thousands of dollars to spend on getting their citizenship yeah. you know uh, talking about the citizenship you know I actually have a friend who uh, married a citizen, a uh, immigrant, so that she could get her citizenship.
1: So wait, she was the immigrant.
0: Mm-hmm. She, okay. my friend, was an American. He okay. was born here. He married an immigrant, so that she could get her citizenship.
1: You know, and that's technically it's like, not
0: illegal. Well,
1: no, it's not illegal. But if people find out, like hopefully this person married this person because they actually love them and because they wanted them to be here, but other people marry them. Like, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but um,
0: there's so many loopholes within that way of going that you can marry someone and you stay together for a few years and you automatically get your citizenship.
1: And if they find out that you got married just for that, you can get in a lot of trouble.
0: I didn't, I didn't know that, Yeah. but I've, found that's what i found out so what about uh in schools what what are we dealing with today with systemic racism in schools
1: well i mean it's very easy to say that it's because of the kids but when you think about it where does it actually start it starts at home unfortunately the whole systemic racism thing It starts at home. And I don't mean like the parents are the ones doing something wrong. I mean, depending on how much money the parents are making, that is what comes into play. Like, obviously, I grew up in a pretty all right. Well, I thought it was an all right place. I grew up in Austin, Texas. Now, there's many different places to Austin. We have North Austin, South Austin, We have the surrounding cities, things like uh, Cedar Park and Leander, Round Rock, and all of that stuff. Now, they are all Central Texas. And in Austin, what I noticed is that they didn't really have a lot of the resources that the rest of, that I used to have when I was living in Round Rock. And so, because they didn't have those resources, and a lot of the kids were, I'm sorry to say it, but when I was in Austin, I noticed that a lot of the kids over there, aside from not having the resources in school, they also really didn't feel like they had the support system that they needed to keep studying at a very young age. And so, because of that, they started failing, Mm -hmm. and it sucks because the parents have to work so that they can have a place to live but they can't help with homework because they have to constantly be working so the kids are having to suffer then they just think that they're not good enough at all to keep working so they kind of give up so where I'm essentially going at is uh, poverty breeds less of a equal opportunity for these children
0: okay so when you were going to school in Austin did you um have to deal with any racist remarks being spit at you by kids out there or adults or anything okay did you notice anybody having that done to them
1: okay I never noticed it but it was because I stayed away from people. Even now, I stay away from people. I don't talk to people. I'm pretty unapproachable, if I'm being honest. Um, so, personally, I didn't have anything happen to me. But I'm pretty sure you have told me a couple stories. Oh, man.
0: my uh, I went to Rancho Verde High School in Riverside County. Mm-hmm. And we would... Uh, So there was a time where, you know, we would have our group and we would be racist to each other. But there was also times where it would be taken out of context with someone who just walked by and said something stupid and then we'd get offended about it. But it's, it it all goes back to if you're among friends Racism is not okay, for one. Mm
1: -hmm. But...
0: When you blatantly go out of your way to make a racist remark to someone that you don't know... That's where it gets tricky.
1: Well, it's not even tricky. That's just fucked up. It is. That's just... oops, sorry.
0: So, I had to deal with that throughout school. I've gotten called... uh It's an old... old uh, Word from back in the... When... uh, Slavery was still a thing... And I've gotten... Called the N-word... With the hard R at the end... Not a good Many of times... Even now... I still get called it... Um, I've... I've been... uh, Treated differently by... Teachers...
1: See, when you say that, I feel like maybe because you went through that, I should have gone through that as well. And I'm so sorry if I interrupted you, Um, but I was kind of a teacher's pet like my entire life. So I had people bully me, you know, because of the way that I looked, not necessarily because of my race. Like the worst thing I was ever called was four eyes. You know, wear glasses. But yeah, I, I never I guess I never had that happen with the teacher because I was so willing to do what I had to do for the teacher.
0: So the teacher that I'm talking about, he actually separated the black kids from the rest of the class. That. So we were sat in the back of the classroom. All the black kids were in one single group and the rest of everybody else was mixed, mixed amongst each other. The Mexicans, the white kids, or Hispanics, I should say, and the white kids, and all the black, the Asians were all in there. The black kids were the only ones that were separated from the rest of the group, rest of the class in the back in the corner right next to the door. And The black kids were the only ones that... Got in trouble in the class. Not for doing anything bad. Just... He had a problem with us.
1: See, and I feel like... Did you say this to anyone... Growing up? mm
0: Mm-mm.
1: No? Mm
0: Mm-mm. Because there was no... Because... The thing about... A teacher... Is... And this is what I found out that I should have done. I should have brought it up... To... My mother... Who was friends with the superintendent yeah. and the principal, and I should have brought it up to them, but I thought the teachers had some type of immunity, and whatever, and a teacher is not going, uh, a administration official is not going to uh, believe a student over a teacher.
1: See, I I am a firm believer that believer. <laughs> a believer that children don't lie. I'm sorry. Um, if I offend anyone by saying that, I'm pretty sure there's some bad apples out there, but children, for the most part, will not lie to you. So if Even the bad on, kids,
0: they won't lie. Exactly. They don't lie.
1: If something really heinous is happening to them, they will not lie. They're going to tell you what's happening if they trust you. And... I wish you had had somebody that you could have trusted enough to have sold something to, because that's not okay.
0: Even, there was even a, um, one of my teachers, one of the teachers that I had even, uh, told this black girl that, uh, nobody ever liked, but we all got on her side when this happened. He blurted out in the middle of class, are you out of your cotton picking mind? Whoa. And that, that, we were all, I wasn't in the class, but I was friends with people who were in the class. So, you know how gossip goes around the schools? It spreads like wildfire. So I found out and I was in a class on the other side of campus.
1: Well, I mean, even something like that, it would get around very fast. You don't just do that and then... Expect to not get any type of heat from it.
0: And this is also another teacher who was... (sighs) We had a firm belief. Now, when I say firm belief, I mean firm belief that he was a pedophile. Oh, God. He gave one of my best friends a teddy bear. A
1: teddy bear? A teddy bear. I feel like that's kind
0: of innocent. And we we all believe that it had a camera inside Ooh, of the
1: eye okay yeah that's a little bit but wait did you guys confirm it?
0: It had the the three little things in the back the uh the no, box things like RCA the, cables.
1: oh my god what a creep
0: And he got fired for it
1: oh He my got fired
0: god. after we got it. out of high school Two years after we got out of high school he got fired.
1: Now I want to ask: Was that a girl that it happened to? Yes. Oh, that's.
0: He never did anything to the boys. He never made those, uh, what is it? Uh, grooming thing, grooming, uh, uh, situations with the boys, but he did make it with the girls. There was two girls that I knew of mm-hmm. for sure that have experienced some type of sexual harassment by him.
1: By him? Oh, fudge.
0: And one of them was my best friend.
1: Are you going to sit up?
0: So, the... So, what kind of... of... Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What kind of person what are the odds of getting a one racist teacher and a pedophile and out of the 15 years that he was working at the school nobody did anything about it
1: that's fucked up
0: and so to get on to the next
1: let's do a quick recap more than anything because i feel like we went a little bit out of the out of place i mean it is only the second episode so trying to figure it out
0: so systemic racism um i was treated differently in school by teachers by students because i was black it was around all the time we even had race
1: riots I don't think we ever had those i mean maybe we did but like i said i was never really involved in those type of things
0: so what uh, now that you're an adult have you experienced any type of racism
1: well like i told you i i maybe i experienced it working as a server because i mean who doesn't but it wasn't anything that couldn't be handled right then and there and by handled i mean these people would get kicked out like i don't care if you're done eating here take these boxes pay and get the hell out because we're not going to deal with it i think honestly the worst thing that's ever happened to me at work was this one lady she was a hispanic lady and i mean i don't know if you guys can tell but i'm kind of hispanic um, and uh she wanted another beer and she comes in every single well she used to come in every single friday with her family and they would order like all of these big platters of food and they would run up a tab for alcohol and only leave you like a dollar or two for tip after being there for almost four hours and i had been cut maybe like two hours after they left no two hours before Before. they left yeah two hours before they left and they had already been there for two hours so they had been in there for a total of four hours and I really just wanted to go home so I told my manager hey like I want to go home I have to work a double tomorrow and I have to work a double the next day like in and this wasn't easy this was from 10 o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the morning every single day and so he told me "Yeah, just go ahead and go And this lady, I closed her tab and I went back and I told her, here, keep your $5. It looks like you need them more than I do. And she got livid. Like, yeah, of course I was being kind of rude to her, but she then comes up to me. Well, no, she doesn't come up to me. She sends her grandchild and says, my mom wants another, another beer. And I was just like, okay. And she's like, oh yeah, and my grandma wants one too. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Let me just find somebody else because I can't serve you guys anymore. I'm off the clock. And I was off the clock. I had already finished all my stuff. And so this lady gets mad and me, stands up and says, you're a racist piece of shh. And uh, I'm never coming back here. I've been coming here longer than you've been born and clearly you're an idiot since you're not serving me my beer and i'm like ma'am i told you i was gonna find you somebody to go and take care of your beer because i'm off the clock and that was probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me but it was so weird because like how can my own people call me racist when clearly i I'm, i'm your kind and i haven't done anything to you i went up to you and i told you i'm leaving Here's your new server.
0: Okay. So, the... You already know the story that I have. Mm-hmm. With racism and dealing with police. So, the... Oh
1: God. Police.
0: So, the... This story was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I had an encounter with a racist police officer... I was in Loma Linda, which is San Bernardino County, California, and I was on the clock doing my job with one of my partners. We worked for a medical transportation company, and we had stopped at a Chevron because we were on our, on our lunch break, and <clears throat> I used to smoke cigarettes, and so did my partner. So. I took off out the van, and he came out the van also to smoke a cigarette with me. Mm -hmm. And we were on the side of the building smoking our cigarette and talking. And out of the... I hear in the background um, some lady. She was on the phone saying that there is two people, a Mexican and a black guy doing drugs on the side of the chevron and so i didn't think anything of it because i was in san bernardino so i was like okay whatever it must have been another one so fast forward about 10 minutes we're back inside of the van a cop pulls up to the van behind us with the lights on and everything he gets out and he comes up to the driver's side window where I am sitting and he shines his light in my face and he says uh, what are you guys doing over here I said well we're on our break we were we're on our lunch break we're at work right now and he said where do you guys work I said at this medical transportation company it says on the side of the van and he said okay well There was a call put in that someone said that you guys were um, doing drugs on the side of the building. I said, no, we weren't. We were smoking a cigarette. He begins to say, well, even though you say you're not, that's still probable cause. And I said, no, that's not probable cause. Probable cause is you you immediately see it or you smell it it on us. Mm -hmm. And he said and all he did was he leaned in and sniffed and he said it smells like weed in here to me. So that's probable cause. I said okay whatever. So he said he said do I have permission to search the van? I said yes. He said okay step out of the car. So I step out and immediately my hands are put behind my back and i'm searched pockets everything and i have boots on and he says take your boots off so i take my boots off and he searches my boots i put them back on and he throws me inside of the inside of the cop car, car hands still behind my back and then what ends up happening is he goes to my partner. Now, I'm more scared for my partner than I am for myself because my partner oh my is God. an ex-felon. Oh. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, this is pretty much fucked. Because if my if he, if my partner has anything on him, he's going back to jail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because I'm the driver of the vehicle, I go to jail too. Now, see how that's messed up? The driver of the vehicle goes to jail even if the passenger has something on them.
1: Yeah. Honestly, it is.
0: So, he gets my partner out. Same thing happens. Puts his hands behind his back. Handcuffs. And throws him in the car. He then... Said, he. Then asks, "Do you guys have any weapons on you?" I say, "No." My partner, ha- my partner says, "No." Also, but my partner has a Swiss Army knife on his uh, in his pocket on his keychain, and he forgets about it. So then, he, the cop didn't find the Swiss Army knife. Thank God. He goes to search the entire van, and. Didn't find anything.
1: Exactly. He wasn't going to.
0: He wasn't going to from the beginning.
1: But because you're black, he's gonna...
0: My partner was Mexican also. Yeah. Well, Puerto Rican. Sorry. <laughs>
1: you so don't want to get in trouble using those I, words.
0: I am... Um, I'm sitting in the back and I'm just like, yo, man, this is so messed so up. Good. They are good. Pull- they pulled us out of the car and threw us in the back because we are minorities and my partner is like man they didn't do it because we're minorities I said do you think that this same thing would have happened if we were white
1: the answer is
0: and he said no and I said well then why does it happen to us and so after he doesn't find anything he then comes back and gets me out of the car first and tells me to go sit back in the car sit back in the van and he gets my partner out tells him to go sit back in the van and then he comes back up and says I better not see you guys back in my city
1: is this the same person that got fired later yes see and,
0: <sighs> and see I told him I said you can't stop me from coming back to the city because I'm on a job So if I come back to the city and you pull me over just for being back in the city, that's harassment. And I can file a restraining order on you and put in word to your boss, who I know personally, that you're harassing me because I'm black. And he said, well, he won't believe you.
1: Oh, boy.
0: And so I said, okay, bet. So
1: <laughs> then the
0: following day, I go back over there. Because I, I'm I'm the I'm a petty type of person. If you tell me not to do something,
1: really I'm
0: going to do it.
1: This is why I haven't been able to get him to do the laundry. I'm
0: just <laughs> so I'm I'm going to d- I'm I'm gonna do it. So I said I went back over there and I saw him back at the station I mean back at the gas station and I just threw my hands up and I was like what's up I'm back here <laughs> and he was like you're lucky I'm not on the clock and I said if oh you're not on the clock oh well that means I could put my hands on you now and he said if you do I will have every single officer come up here and beat the shit out of you I said bet I just caught you on record and he said you need to delete that I did not give you permission to record our conversation I said I don't need permission to record our conversation it's my first amendment right I'm recording it on public property so it is what it is so fast forward a few weeks I'm back on the clock at my job and I go back up there I see him again what a coincidence I say so how's the um, how's the job treating you and he said fuck you you fucking nigger you got me fired
1: hey that's harsh language
0: I'm just saying that's my personal experience I got his ass fired
1: You know, actually, the worst thing I've probably ever been called is my uh, cousin when I was younger. She called me a... uh, And I don't even know why it's bad. Um, She called me Chicana. uh, Because I was uh, born in the United States and she wasn't. So, you know who you are.
0: So, we have another story that one of our fans wrote in to us stating her um, her situation with police brutality and excessive use of force oh.
1: okay, so let's read it.
0: the story that is still ever so vivid in my mind of being racially profiled was about 16 years ago My brother and I took my son To the store to get some milk And a few knickknacks. As we were heading home We stop at a red light And we're facing eastbound at the light And to our right The police are in the left turning lane Heading north The police do not turn for their light Mind you They could have <clears throat> There wasn't much traffic on the street in that particular intersection doesn't have a left-hand turning turning light. They waited purposely. Now our light turns green, and we are head of the line. We proceed to go through the light. These crazy fools hit their lights and sirens and make vicious right turn cut off cars behind us with not a care for public safety, just to pull over a car that wasn't speeding, didn't have loud music playing, his registration was up to date, and. He wasn't driving recklessly or anything. Naturally, my brother pulls over at the corner. They hop out their car, barely in park. Their car rolled forward some and then jerked. But the door is open and the feet already on the pavement. Heading our way, they they walk, walk up to the car, guns drawn and hollering orders. Oh I was God. terrified for my son and angry at their actions. That
1: is insane.
0: Um, I was terrified for my son and angry at their actions toward us. I ask why their guns are drawn and why is it being pointed at my son. Now, mind you, he's one years old.
1: No child should ever have to go through that, having to witness that at such a young age. It is terrifying.
0: The passenger cop points the gun at me, sees someone in the back seat and points it and holds it towards the towards the back seat on the passenger side which is where my son was sitting right. in his car seat. Not the kind not the kind of car seats that they used to have back in the day. Um, it was a full toddler seat. I sternly tell him to take aim off my son. He is a baby. Meanwhile, the driver is aggressively hollering at my brother. His gun is drawn. Routine traffic stop, they say. With... Guns drawn and foul mouths. My brother's asking me to calm down, please. I ask the officer, how does his community relations training come into play here? How does he think this young black male will view cops in the future? Why is he pushing fear, aggression, and inferiority on him? He waits a while, aims his gun at me, telling me I need to keep my hands where he can see them. I ask, why are we being stopped again? Pure silence. Give us your ID too ma'am. The driver runs our names the whole time the cop on the passenger side still had his gun pointed in the car. Naturally our names came back clear and they walked off without an apology or no words of remorse and said have a nice day. <sighs> what are your ID idea- what are your thoughts on that?
1: I never realized just how lucky I am as a girl because that's never happened to me that's never happened to me and that sucks because I've seen that happen not in real life but I've seen that be a thing that is all over the news that just never has anything done about it but like I said it's, it's wild, because as a girl, I don't think that'll ever actually happen to me. Not unless I actually give them a reason to stop me. Well,
0: take into consideration Brianna Taylor, her situation, and the... Oh, uh, man. What is her name? Oh, uh, man. Philando Castile's girlfriend that was in the car with him.
1: The one that got shot in the back. Dying.
0: yeah that was Philando Castile
1: wow wow and it sucks cause you know there was this one tiktoker that we were watching a while ago and he was talking about something that made a lot of sense it's not that people of color or black people because it's two different things so I've learned um it's not that they are usually the ones that are doing the illegal stuff. It's that they are over um, policing. So
0: you guys follow a political team or a political? Uh, what is his name? I think his name is a political team on TikTok. TikTok, <laughs> because he puts out some really, really good information on the over-policing in America and how it affects people of color and black people. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's, there, there's, we could go down a list of so many situations that have not been taken lightly or have been taken so lightly that ended with someone losing their life. Yeah, we that can. It's it's ridiculous. The thing like is, when it it's like the thing with with uh, not in my opinion, all cops are not bad cops, mm-hmm. but like they say, a few apples spoils the bunch. The bad cops bad are then. The bad cops are then spoiling the good cops because they're the good cops are the ones that are just trying to do their job and go home to their families. Exactly. And they do their job amazing.
1: And they're scared to actually call it out because there's a see that's another form of systemic, not necessarily racism, racism but, but it's like
0: a, st- systemic corruption. Yeah. Corruption within leave. the system. So the. I'm sorry if I cut you off. No, 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 you're so, fine. So, there's cops out there, there's former cops who have stood up to the uh corruption within their, within the legal system and within the, um, within the, their own police department and have been fired from their jobs for standing up to it.
1: And luckily it's the only thing that's happened to them because there's been other cases where within the police department where their people have done some heinous crimes and they just get off with like nothing happening to them they're like nope they're cleared goodbye
0: and even rest in peace george floyd even the cop that killed george floyd I believe, I I think I read it somewhere just recently that he got acquitted of the third degree murder charges.
1: Of course he did. Of course isn't he
0: that, did. Isn't that insane?
1: It's insane, exactly. It is insane. But of course he did.
0: And now they're trying to cover it up by saying that he, that George Floyd didn't die of asphyxiation by the police having his, uh, having his knee on his neck. You can, you can plainly see it
1: there's right there on video
0: of him screaming out for his mother
1: exactly i
0: can't breathe so how does someone die of asphyxiation but not die of asphyxiation
1: there's the autopsy report out there
0: the autopsy report is this is the one that was saying that he didn't die of asphyxiation though
1: no but there has to be multiple versions of this for them to have been able to, to have a trial and convict him, there has to have been evidence in the autopsy, uh, original autopsy, that says that he died by asphyxiation.
0: But he, but that's the thing is he was just acquitted of all charges, so he walked free. So that means free.
1: that somebody
0: swept, sw- swept that under the rug.
1: Exactly, because that is what they do.
0: And it's like, a, like, I posted on my Facebook page saying, is it going to take someone close to you like myself? I posted it to all my friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Is it going to take someone close to you like myself or one of your close friends to die for you guys to get it through your head that we're not just making this up, that it's actually a real thing that happens to people? And a bunch of people liked it and commented on it and it seemed like they care. But when I post when I post stuff about George Floyd and how the officers that were involved with it got Quitted. didn't get a charge, got acquitted, they were backing the officers, not George Floyd. Not Brianna Taylor, not Tamir Rice, not um, Trayvon Martin, not Philando Castile.
1: That's the effect of systemic racism on the races. And if we say something, something bad's gonna happen to us.
0: Exactly, and it almost feels like I'm just I'm just waiting. In this day and age, I feel like I'm just I'm waiting for the day when something. Bad happens to me.
1: Don't say that.
0: That's the way that that's the way that I feel. You know.
1: And I hope nothing ever bad happens to you.
0: I do too, but it's it's either some I'm I already know that I'm gonna spe- be still dealing with racism throughout my life.
1: And something we're gonna have to teach our children to have to deal with.
0: Yes, and it, and stuff that I have it. to that we're gonna have to teach our children
1: how, how to not deal. to
0: be racist
1: exactly exactly and it all starts with the way that we do that and i have very high hopes for this upcoming it takes
0: generation. a village to raise a child and
1: you have to choose village the people that, that are in your village correct that i've
0: chosen to be around my child are going to be the ones that have been there through thick and thin with me and it's not it's it sucks. You know, because it, it, it goes... Racism doesn't only have to be police brutality. It can be a number of different things.
1: Yeah, there's a number of different things. It's, like you said, police brutality. It's in the, the education jo- system. The, it's in the job place. It's m- Not the job
0: place, the jails. The oh, prisons, for sure. The, the amount of people... You guys understand that assault and battery is not a violent crime... Assault and battery is not a violent crime. Yet people are being charged with assault and battery as it is a, as it is a violent crime. Assault and battery with a deadly weapon is not a violent crime. Can you believe that?
1: I didn't even know that.
0: Yes. I could shoot someone. I'm not I'm just using a using this as an example. As an I could Campbell. shoot someone <laughs> and I don't get charged and I don't get charged with a violent crime if my skin complexion is the right one but if my skin skin complexion is still the same
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a violent crime now why? because they've bred the people of America to believe that all black people are violent
1: mhm all people of
0: a different color other than white white is our violent people
1: but we have to be grateful for all of the allies that we do have out there and we need to remember that we have to finish fighting the battle for our our future generations exactly for everyone we have to do it together otherwise we're just fighting losing battles
0: So I'm gonna go back to the systemic racism here. Um, You have something written here, Beverly Hills versus Compton. What is that?
1: They're not cases. So what I was looking at was the differences between places and how it affects their chances. And how it affects everything. So if you think about it, um, when you think Beverly Hills, what do you think?
0: Mansions.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mansions, Um, what do you think? Rich. Rich. What do you think?
0: Prosperous. Okay. Wealthy.
1: Now, when you think Compton, what do you think?
0: Boys in the Hood. NWA.
1: There's, that's... Super funny, but um, that's honestly the way that I saw it was. I found this common trend: how in California it's mostly black people, mm-hmm. but in Seattle that's happening to Asian Americans. In Seattle, that's where like all of the like the richer people live, and in Tacoma, what I noticed is a lot of the Asian Americans over there were being harassed and i also wrote on here austin north lamar versus westlake now westlake in austin is like the rich neighborhood and the people that are in north lamar are mostly hispanics Mm -hmm. and so i was thinking about it and i'm like why is it that we don't see like personally i haven't seen anything racist I mean, happened to me since I've been in California. But when I was in Texas, that shit happened constantly. When I was in Washington, that didn't happen at all. Now, unfortunately, we are running out of time on this episode. And I apologize deeply if it wasn't as coherent as I wanted it to be. I had a one-day notice about this episode. But I will have my thoughts gathered for next week. So that we can actually talk about everything that we want to talk about, and we will keep this conversation going for as long as we have to. Happy Monday, by the way. Again, it's almost month.
0: Follow our TikTok.
1: Mm-hmm. And I do have a couple of handles for us that I had readily prepared, so that we can just shout them out through the rooftop. But your girl found them. Okay. So, do you want to start us off, baby?
0: Okay, so if you guys want to listen to this podcast, you guys can find us on Spotify under Savage Talk. If you guys have any input or any stories that you want to be shared on our podcast, you can reach us at Capital Savage. No capitals. Sorry. So it's just Savage Savage Talk. Talk, 1929. TM. TM. at gmail.
1: Dot com. Dot
0: com. Mm Mm-hmm. Our podcast will be featured on
1: spotify, spotify apple podcast, podcast google anchor. podcast
0: and anchor mm-hmm. whatever your podcast needs
1: now real quick um the youtube channel i'm having a little bit of a difficult time with it so i will be sending out links to our immediate friends and family so that we can get them subscribed and then i will work on actually being able to get like the YouTube so that you guys can find it. Um, we do also have an Instagram. It is at S Savage Squad nineteen twenty nine TM. So that's double S Savage. Um, we already gave them the Gmail.
0: My TikTok is King eight two nine six. Dita's TikTok is Dita T I T A dot j dot gil g-i-l her insta is the same one as her um tiktok
1: and actually one quick thing forget the first gmail it is not savage talk it is savage squad 1929 tm at gmail.com. so one more time Savage squad 1929 TM at gmail.com and that is if you want to send us um, any stories that you guys want us to feature in the next episode we are most likely still going to be going over systemic racism because like I told you my thoughts were not very coherent and I don't like that uh, but yeah that's all of the handles it is Savage talk for podcast everything else is savage squad and um,
0: and you guys? In the near future, merch will be coming (laughs) Savage Squad. Merch.
1: (laughs) And it'll be tie bleach dyed. Some of them
0: will be bleach dyed personally by yours truly. Mm -hmm. Here I will be designing the merchandise and we will have all types of merchandise. So we will see you guys next week on Sunday for our next podcast.
1: Sunday,
0: Sunday, fun day. Sunday, 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 fun day, day.
1: Sunday, Sunday, fun day. Yeah!